set to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Verse 9, he goes on and he says, For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandments are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that sounds that sounds pretty um, pretty good, right? But when you think of it in context to when Paul was in Rome, Paul was in Rome at the in the very heat of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was a very perverse and corrupt society, and so Paul's coming in and he's talking to these people that are part of the Roman church about, hey, uh, don't do all these things and all the, the commandments are summed up and love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, we're talking about, this is, anybody seen the movie Gladiator? Are you not entertained? I can tell you, if not, I'd have to put on the muscles. They'd have to give me a body suit to look like him. What's his name, Maximus? Yeah, I love that movie. Are you not entertained? They look at me like that. But um, this, this time when Paul was speaking this, this was in that time. The, the, the gladiator games and all this stuff was taking place. And so Rome was not this glamour place. Like, it was very perverse. They were off, it was kind of a second coming of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, in the streets of Rome every single day. So this message may not have went over as smoothly as it does in here today. Okay? So he goes on and he says, um, love your neighbors yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. He says, therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake up. Everyone say, wake up. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. So if Paul is saying that then, right? How close are we now? I don't know. I wish I knew. I'd write a book. Two thousand and twenty readers. Now the Lord is coming in two thousand and twenty. It'd be a bestseller. So salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Verse 8, he says, Owe no one anything except the love of God. King of Turner asked the question, What love Great I can't do that. I'll move on. Verse 
that uh, it paid in full. And the beautiful thing about that is when it was paid in full, it released us from the bondage of sin. That's what happened. When you pay something in full, you are released from that thing that has the binding agent of that. As long as we live, Somebody who God puts into our life that He says, "Hey, here's your neighbor," and it may not be somebody that we would choose to be our neighbor. Right? About our first or second week of this month, you know, the guy was telling us, "Lord, like you, who's my neighbor?" Because if we had to choose, well, be like we would choose all the cool people and all the people that have no drama in their life. Fulfill a contract in order to fulfill a covenant. What does it take? It takes 
a pod can begin to bestow. The Bible calls it the windows of heaven begin to open up. And I can either open them or close them with how I act out in love toward others. That's how powerful loving others is. And though it's messy, Forever to get to the principal box because you're like, 
to walk in the power and authority of the Father's name once again because of the forgiveness of the Son. The Son was restored to life. It was like He never even left. Why? Because the power of forgiveness, the act of forgiveness reassociated and reattached and realigned the Son to a place of power and authority. If you want to hinder the power and authority of God in your life, hold on to unforgiveness. And, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you're not justified in your pain. You're not justified in when somebody hurts you or did you wrong. I'm not saying you're not justified, but I'm saying you can't hold on to unforgiveness. Because when you hold on to unforgiveness, there is a restraint that takes place in your life. Because the truth is, unforgiveness fetters To the binding agent of bitterness. And let me tell you something. Bitterness is heavy. And so, as long as I have unforgiveness in my life, everywhere I go, I'm having to drag that unforgiveness and that bitterness around. And I can't move swiftly because I've got this weight that is dragging me down. And it wears me out. And, and I just get tired. And I just get weary in my well-doing because I've got this weight called bitterness that I'm having to drag around. And I can't get rid of it because I've, I've been I've been fettered to it. I've been tethered and shackled to it because I refuse to release myself. And I refuse to release somebody else because I'm holding on to Go from the stage of, well, you know, I've got some bitterness. Because people ask you, what's wrong with you? Well, I've got some unforgiveness. But you carry that long enough. And what happens is you go from, I have some bitterness in my life, to it being your identity. And now you start saying, I'm bitter. It becomes not just something I have in my life, it becomes who I am. And I can't, I can't be anything else because I am. And that bitterness started somewhere and I wouldn't admit Thank you. 
smooth sailing. There's no restraint. I can run and I can and I can jump high and I can dance and I'm free. Why? Because I've been released from that thing that has weighed me down. And now I can act out in love. And now I'm not bitter. I'm free. I'm not bitter. I'm released from that thing. And, and no more does it hold me to something. No more does it make me weary. Because I've been able to forgive. How powerful forgiveness is. Because what happens is this. When I forgive, when you forgive somebody, whether they deserve it or not, this is the misconception. Well, they don't deserve to be forgiven. Okay, then you don't deserve to be forgiven. How can I say that? Because Jesus said that. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, If you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, you do not forgive others their trespasses. You have never forgiven. Neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. He loves us both the same.
husband have the courage to forgive? To release his niece from the heaviness of sin. Please have the confidence to lay your hands on the child. So then, let us Necessary 
for the triumph of Jesus is the good news of the Lord. Grudges, unforgiveness, bitterness, anything that holds us back. I'm going to end this series, this month, this sermon today with a two-part challenge. First of all, we're going to talk about 